Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Conti Pineda. And today we have a very special episode for you guys. We are visited. We are we are featuring what we are we have a, a third co-host. And it is our first time ever having not only a woman, but a matchmaker on. So we want to introduce to you the fabulous, the one, the only, Jessica Foss. Thank you so much, Ali and Christina, for having me. And that introduction is so warm. I have a giant smile on my face. <laughs> yes. And Jessica, Jessica's been a matchmaker for, you said like seven, seven and a half years. Yeah, it's just been lucky number seven and a half. Oh my God, Jessica. I remember when you first started out and we mm-hmm. met. We met, where did we meet? We met when I had doing been doing it a few years, but it was kind of not fully professional yet. So you were one of my original mentors, uh, inspirations when I was oh, going pro in the matchmaking so... leagues. And yes. uh, we met um, because of our good friend, Jenny Jacobs. So shout out to Jenny, yes. who's another matchmaker we love. And so she matched us. And I think we all like went to lunch at, uh, or something. Yes. Right. And I remember gosh. going to an event and meeting someone who was friends with you, and they told me about you. Wow. This was before I actually met you, so you your reputa- reputation precedes you. That is reputation lovely. In, in, in the Jewish world, thank you. I, I'm so flattered. Uh, so, you guys, um, if you don't know, but you really should, you know, just because... You're, you're well-known, Jessica. Um, but Jessica is a Jewish matchmaker. And she works primarily, I would say, 100% Jewish right now. Like primarily. There's some dating coaching um, and online dating coaching that are non-Jewish. But my specialty and niche is Jewish. Yes. yes. Oh. And international Jewish, which is a whole other yes. ball game. <laughs> Jessica, just, can you just tell us a little bit about just Jewish matchmaking? Because obviously... You know that Christina and I, we and and at Matchmakers in the City, like we have been doing doing all we do all different religions. Yep. We do Jewish matchmaking, we do Christian matchmaking, but we know it is very specific. Yep. It's Jewish. Just talk to us a little bit about Jewish matchmaking and and your experience with it, right? And the specific nuances that come in with Jewish matchmaking. Yes, um, for sure. Um, so I love that you guys do everyone too, and uh, and I aspire to be like you one day. But my niche, which is Jewish, uh, it's very complicated because we have different levels of observance mm-hmm. in the Jewish faith. Um, there's there's people who are completely secular, uh, so they're born Jewish and identify culturally and love the Jewish traditions, but like probably never go to synagogue, maybe just the major holidays. It's kind of funny. I say like it's like a smorgasbord and you choose what you want to do, you know, oh, and, and it goes with the way that we eat too, <laughs> with bagels and lox. Yes. So some people like cream cheese and lox. Some people only like the cream cheese, only the lox, you know, yes. or give me the whole thing. So we'll, we'll do it as like a fun analogy like that. So the secular, um, so we have that. Then there's even reform, which is uh, you go to a synagogue. They're called reform synagogues. And they can have female rabbis and cantors. And um, they can have LGBTQ, you know, um, leaders. And there's a lot more singing and there's a lot more in English. 
And um, again, like you could be secular, but like never even go to a synagogue. And reform is like I like I I'm into it like a bit, so I want some Judaism. And there still is services there every Friday and Saturday, but like you don't feel like you need to go. It's you know. But I went to a reform synagogue growing up, for example, here in the San Fernando Valley in California. And then there's conservative, which is like. Uh, which I've maybe been to a conservative synagogue once or twice. It feels like reform, but it's a little bit more. And then you go to Orthodox, and then you even have modern Orthodox, and then like fully Orthodox. Yeah, it's also called from. And modern Orthodox is kind of doing it like the the old school way, where you do sit separately, men and women, and there's a lot more rules, and you kind of are following the Torah's laws. Uh, more and you like kashrut means to keep kosher and you are like probably keeping kosher if you're at the modern orthodox level because anything you get to the orthodox level and you're like all right i want i want everything like give me everything on the on the bagel you know um so you're already pretty much like religious but again you can pick and choose because you can be something called um um, Shomer Nigia, which means mm-hmm. that you don't touch until marriage at all. Oh. So it's like saving yourself, not even touching oh. uh, or kissing. But you can also be not Shomer Nigia, where you could t- hold hands and kiss, but you wouldn't sleep together before marriage, let's oh, okay. say. And then okay. the extremely religious, um, like full Orthodox, would be like no touching, kissing, saving that until marriage, which is also a, it's a beautiful way to do things as well. And and yeah. it, do, it is like the, the old school days of, uh, of matchmaking. And- and, is Hasidic um, in that? Uh, and then yeah. Hasidic is like a sect of itself in <sighs> Orthodox observance where I don't even, I won't speak to things I don't really know about, um, but you guys can Google this. Has, uh, Hasidic, Hasidim is the Hebrew word. And so they like sometimes live in their own communities where like they really only date each other. There was a show on Netflix. I need to finish watching it. I'm a Jewish matchmaker that has no time to watch all the Jewish shows on yeah. Netflix, yeah. but it's called um, Unorthodox. <laughs> yes. So it's about someone that left the Orthodox world because she yes. couldn't stand. It's almost mm-hmm. like living Amish. Like like yeah. they take away a lot of technology. They want to live very bare bones yeah. and just like like pray and, and follow the Torah. And, Jessica, um, and do you know? Yes. Sorry, I know yes. you're in the middle. Do you Almost know done. Yeah. that? I, oh, no, no, continue. continue. Oh, I guess I yeah, guess yeah. that was it. So then, um, so they're a sect of the Orthodox, um, yeah. and then you know, and then we have like different ethnicities. So we might have yes. Sephardic, and they have their own Orthodox synagogues, and then Ashkenazi, which is like like of European descent, so like white Caucasian is more Ashkenazi, and we have our own specialty synagogues as well. And yeah. so it's like, not only do I have to get the levels of Judaism to line up when I'm oh. matching, but maybe the ethnicities, if they have a mm-hmm. preference to date their own ethnicity. And sometimes they have a preference to date the opposite ethnicity, yes. but the opposite ethnicity doesn't want to date them. So, and then I know you guys also work with Jewish clients and we collaborate on our Jewish clients as well. But like, it, it's probably you're getting more of the reform conservative when they're not too religious, because that would be very hard for you guys to match. Yeah. Yeah. So literally the aside story that I wanted to ask you if you knew that, do you know that I once dated, so everyone who listens to the podcast knows that I have an affinity for Jewish men. (laughs) Yes. I ended up with- She's honorary Jew. Yes, I'm an honorary Jew. Exactly. So I ended up with a Christian man who I love with all of my heart and soul, but- I and I back in the dating back when Allie was single Allie single in the city <laughs> single in the city lord knows I dated this young man and he had just left his Hasidic oh, really? family Wait, from Brooklyn was he Hasidic 
He that, was acidic. I did not even know this story. I so, have, I've not heard this one from you. Yes, <laughs> I know. That's how illustrious my dating history is. He was the nicest guy ever. Mm-hmm. We, he had literally, like, it was a couple months. He had just left the Hasidic life. That's, that's like leaving Amish. Like, yes. it's the same thing. Yeah. And I remember, I just, I didn't know enough about, this was years ago. This was maybe seven, six this or seven years ago. ago. This was a really long time ago. Yeah. He was so cute, so oh, precious, that's so I didn't kind. Know yeah. yeah, so pure. And I remember that we... I, I, it was like the third or fourth date and like we hadn't kissed yet. And mm. for me, that was weird because usually guys, you know, with me, they, they would try to, you know, right. like, um, they you can't know, keep their lips off. Yeah, they can't yeah. keep the lips off of me. But, you know, I was a kissing bandit back in the day, back <laughs> in the day. And that was all I did. I just loved like kissing. But, um, but I remember it was like the third date and I was like, is he gonna kiss me or whatever so I just figured you know what let me just make it easy for him so I just kind of went in 70% so all he had to do was go in uh, 30% so he did but I am pretty sure that I was his first kiss ever wow because he was just like so nervous he was like shaking as he was oh, as sure he was. kissed me wow. and and I was like oh my god I'm going to hell because I I then you corrupted the nice I, Jewish boy I, but he had done it himself he, he chose to leave on his own volition yeah that's true he left first he left yeah. first mm-hmm. I didn't I was I'm not a proponent of leaving your faith but yeah. leaving your faith but like well they made a whole tv show about it yes, breaking Amish exactly so. And I mean, he though still did a lot of the um, the traditional things, like he did mm. the wrapping of the hands every oh, he morning did. Mm. with the black the yeah. wrapping. Yeah, yeah. So ultimately, it didn't work out because he was like he literally said that if I married a, a non-Jewish woman, my family would literally disown me. Like he's yeah, like, I'm already hanging by a thread here, but like yeah. if I married yeah. a non-Jewish woman, I would be disowned, and that was then something that I ran into as a well-meaning Christian Catholic girl just dating like Jewish guys are the best to date because they have a strong set of values they're attractive they're like I just love Mm. and I'm generalizing a thousand percent but just like I loved Jewish men they were so (laughs) and just so respectful and just so like a, a little bit like the Israelis were masculine. Right, oh, right. Lord, just give me all you know. There's all so kinds. many shapes, oh. flavors, and sizes of Jewish men. And, oh. then, and then you and you have the nerdier ones for the women that yes. really like that. And you the have menches. the manly ones. Are they menches? The yeah. And I love the, a mensch. Yep. Yep. But there's, a, there's, a, there's a toy called a mensch on the bench oh. that rivals Santa Claus. You guys never heard of it? You guys have to Google it later. Oh my goodness. Mench it's like Mensch on a Bench. Um, someone oh. brought it into Shark Tank because it was like the oh. toy to rival Santa's at Christmas. To give the little Mensch on the Bench. Jessica, yeah. that is adorable. <laughs> yes. But yes, but I learned then in my final young Jewish men, I learned that even if they were, for me, what I learned was that even if they were like, as what was the, the, the least? Um, like, secular. They're secular. Even if they were yeah. reformed secular, 
I learned that even they, there was a thing where it was like, oh, wait, but why wouldn't you just convert just, just for the wedding? And, and, or like, like they could never, they, right, just they can't marry non-Jewish. I mean, yeah. they come to me cause they can't and yes. won't marry non-Jewish, yes. even if they're only culturally Jewish Yes, and just cause it's important to them. And then there yeah. are those people out there that don't care if they marry Jewish, if they're Jewish and that's fine. Yeah. But that, but people come to me every day that are like, I did date non-Jewish for a while and I really thought I could marry her and at the I still couldn't do it because there's just something in the values the connection and we just want to keep our people alive because of everything we've been through yes. so that that's like people have that like ingrained loyalty um but like yeah a lot of my clients might not be single anymore if they married non-jews years ago yeah. um but you know it's fine and that's my specialty and wait um, one of the okay and i remember i also dated a guy who said he was a cohen mm. so that's why he could never marry he was like i'm a it's, cohen it, it's like the highest uh priestly st- it's funny that we use that word sometimes yeah. but the priestly status um you're like the highest level in judaism and so it's even oh it's so hard for cohen's because they can't be with um women who have ever been with a non-jewish man oh. with a non-jewish man oh. or divorced so they can only be with pure uh, but if you had slept with a jewish man it's like okay but not but like the funniest thing is i go like i like when a cohen guy comes to me i'm like i'm not going to ask your matches did they sleep with a non-jewish man and they might not tell me the truth so that i can't i can't screen for the cohen okay oh like I, I can if they've been divorced <laughs> but i can't ask like such a personal question no. you know well, we so, really that is so exactly whoa it, it's such a personal and we don't know if the women will always be telling me the truth and i don't want to be responsible for that i'm not going to give people lie detector tests so you know yeah. we only do what we can that screen for yeah oh giving the <laughs> clients a lie detector test i know find out the real deal i wish that we all could i know that would well, be the best wouldn't it we are the human show. lie, lie yeah. detectors we're human lie detectors for, this for yeah. so many years that is we've true. gotten to know people really well we've done the research but also the the practical yeah. experience we all have with talking to people every day and yeah we, we can, can read sniff out a lie mm-hmm. we read that's yeah. true yeah that's a part I think that's just a part of our makeup as matchmakers of just like being able to read people. Yeah. Yes. It's yep, so right. well. Like you're we right. have to. We have to. Otherwise we would we wouldn't we couldn't do our jobs. Mm-hmm. And when we get a bad feeling, we don't work with them. And yes. uh that you're yeah. right, like you're right. My intuition is like spidey sense at this point. But mm-hmm. uh so yeah, but uh we but we can't scream for it. Let's say if we ran a background check, we would not be able to know yeah. who you lied with, like exactly. how they say it in the Bible, you know? Yes. <laughs> so Jessica, something else that we know that you do specifically that's very niche is that you work with international um, yes. men or women who are seeking a partner. Can you just tell us a little bit about that and like logistics of Right. That? And we're going to, yeah. this is going yeah. to lead into a, conver- a wider conversation that we're going to talk about with long distance dating. Yes. So let's have, let's have Jessica talk about that first and then also on internet we'll give our two cents about what we've seen. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So. I always specialized in international Jewish dating because I lived in Tel Aviv for five years and I started the business in Israel. So in Israel, for those who don't know, people think it's only Israelis and it's deserts and camels. No, it's a very hip with it. It's like a European 
Um, it, it acts like a European country where it's like very first world and, and um, Tel Aviv is like a startup nation. There's even a book called Startup Nation about Tel Aviv and all the innova innovation and like from Israel came the, the chips for cell phones um, or it's, or it's the, um, sorry, it's like the flash drive came from Israel. And so it's, it's, oh yeah, God. tons of innovation. Yeah. I think there is a chip for the cell phone too. Everyone Google it later. But, uh, so it's an amazing, vibrant city. So Jews from all over the world come there to find a Jewish partner. Mm -hmm. So, so people from Europe, Latin America, like my best friends there were from Holland, Denmark, um, sorry, uh, Holland and Denmark. Uh, yeah. Holland, Denmark, England, Mexico. Um, and, and, uh, those were like the first marriages I made where the woman from Denmark to an Israeli and the woman from Holland to the Israeli. And they both actually now moved to those countries with their kids and their husbands. So their kids are going to speak like three languages and have dual citizenship with Israel and Europe. It's amazing. And, uh, Canadian. So my best friends there weren't even Americans. And that's how I started the business because I made all these international friends. I used to do stand up. They used to come to my shows. So then I had a database to start with of like followers and so I, my niche was matching like Israelis to these internationals that had moved there to find them. But the problem was the Israelis, like I kind of, I kind of joked that I, I, I have a flat accent, you know, you don't even know where I'm from in the States necessarily. No. Yeah. And so yeah. I could understand the accent of the European and the Latin and also the Israeli. So I literally was like a translator at the loud club. What did he say? What did she say? And I'm like screaming it because my accent was flat and you could like understand me, you know? <laughs> that's so that's, amazing. that's like how the matchmaking kind of started. Like she likes you. She said this kind of. Oh. And um, at my stand-up shows too. I literally was like, oh, I know her and him now. You guys should sit next to each other at my show. So oh. this is like the origin story of it. We all have our matchmaker origin story. So um, that's, and I got used to understanding the different cultural things, like nuances of the Latins, the Europeans, uh, because I was friends with them all personally, like my closest girlfriends. So I could explain each side to each other. So they started out being international, but all living in Israel. So that wasn't long distance. But then when um, I got written about and, and uh, in the newspaper there, and it, it kind of went um, worldwide viral because you could Google Jewish matchmaking and my article would come up. Yes. So that's how I got my first like high-end client who was American living in Northern California. So he flew over and I had dates set up for him, like a Hungarian woman, an oh Israeli, I think a European, like maybe Russian and maybe a Canadian. And um, so funny, I actually went on his first date with him and I sat in the back of the cafe because he was so nervous about like, I don't know what the Hungarians culturally you know like if we're how it's gonna go and so I kind of felt like a Cyrano de Bergerac and I'm sure you girls feel like this too in your business a lot so um they needed that that guidance of where to go on the dates like like how to come across to that different culture and then when he went back how to keep in touch long distance so I learned on the job because I was there personally with them I could meet them at a coffee shop or I could call them and see say how's it going with him and then call him on Skype at the time and give him pointers and so and then over the years it just grew and, and you could physically screen them yeah then I could physically screen as well it's so mm -hmm. important because you know especially with online dating you know you see a, a few photos and people look amazing yeah but imagine if this guy had flown all the way out and he there he didn't know what they really looked like yeah, yeah but then we there's no way of telling right. and yeah. I mean you know not that superficial you know not to be super superficial but we know men yes yes how especially they can wealthy be. men I know we know and how superficial so they are <laughs> 
So now I screen them it's on not Zoom. Not as fun as it seems <laughs> to be with a billionaire ladies. I I agree with that 100. percent That's <laughs> why it's all pick. fun and games. The more the more money, the more selectivity levels. A- so absolutely. Both sides. Absolutely. Yeah. So so to get back to, more to the Sorry. the yes. heart of the question was. Yes, the coaching them of how to keep the long distance going, that's like my specialty because yeah. I have also been in long distance relationships. And so you, you, I, I give them tips like send each other photos of your day, play a game together, send articles of things you find interesting or YouTube videos. I found this funny. I found this insightful. Even a political commentator you like because let's face it, politics is a big deal breaker these days. So mm-hmm. if they can't be on board with what you're listening to and watching, it might not be a match. So anything about your day, your life you can even send photos from your past like this is i said during covid if you're not doing anything cool send like here was my vacation to europe and send a photo of that and bond over that so you need to like use texting to keep the relationship feeling like you're in the same place mm-hmm. and now we can zoom we can pick up the whatsapp video the facetime so i was already coaching that before the pandemic wow. during the pandemic people needed me more than ever because because people um, even if you were within Southern California, you like couldn't meet in person. Yeah. So everybody became long distance to each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, like my business boomed during this time and you guys as well, because people were just like, how do I date? I just need some guy. I have no clue what to do. So just give me some guidance. So I got more date coaching and during this time. But yeah, so we really, um, how to make it work. I, I check in with them and I, I befriend the matches and I'm like, what could he be doing better? Like, okay, let's send Uber Eats to your house. Cause that's, you know, like that's, romantic that's it's gonna feel like you went on a dinner date even if you didn't and the guys don't even think about that I'm like look you haven't invested at all yet so just send flowers send dinners and you're they're gonna start to feel like they went on dates with you and I I, phrase I use is like by the time you meet they're gonna be like she's gonna be putty in your hands because you've been courting her from a distance by sending her songs and videos and flowers and she's gonna feel like she knows and then you can't compete with um, someone she went on dates with, but he's not connecting in a, in a deeper level. She's always going to connect with the guy that sent her. Like, I, I saw this recipe today. I thought of you. I know that oh. you were watching Bridgerton, and, and I found this interview of the cast, and I'm sending it to you. Like, you know. Jessica, <laughs> this is genius. And yes. so many men, Thanks, just they don't think of this. Yeah. Guys, their brains don't work like this. Yeah. They just don't work like that. They're single-focused. They're thinking... Okay, I speak to her. Okay, exactly. I, 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 I already speak. Okay, I plan date. They're not thinking. Oh, well, what about that thing that she said? And then I said, and then she's gonna. Oh, Sandra's a favorite with our male listeners. <laughs> All yeah, hate me. yeah, but but no, you know another dating me. coach says so and you, the way you just described it reminds me of men think like waffles like in boxes with ridges and women we think like spaghetti and everything's all mixed and what about this and what about that so yes. it's exactly what you said yep. men think with the caveman mentality exactly yeah exactly. single focus and diffuse focus for women. so i just want to say all that yeah so it, when people tell me oh is it harder because your date you're matching long distance and cultural differences i go no because it's all the same with men and women's brains being different so the cultural difference it could be a little it could add a little spice make things a little bit harder but it's the male female thing yes. more than the cultures but and that's something <laughs> it's so funny because i think that especially as matchmakers like we understand 
the differences of like the male brain and the female brain so like this is what we do every day we're encountering it every single day so that's why it's kind of frustrating with kind of this movement of trying to make like everything oh but it's all you know and and getting like the, the gender yeah, sex or sex yeah. it, well I guess right. gender is actually a contract because they people have labeled it male and female but in the at the end of the day there are we experience every day that there are certain characteristics of a male brain that we are dealing with every single day and it doesn't matter what religious level or what yes. nationality or, or religion so exactly. that, that that is universal it is universal and there are certain characteristics qualities ways of thought that women go through and deal with and all that every day so i think that for us it's so blatantly like of course like this is male and female but people i guess who are not maybe in this industry it's a bit they're like oh i think you're putting this on and you know yeah. this is both of you bring up such great points because even looking at it from a marriage standpoint, mm. because I coach a lot of married people as well. That's great. And this is the the male female difference, the woman man brain differences, mm-hmm. are what really construct the majority of problems in marriage. Mm. Yes, mm. we can pin it on money. Money's a big thing. Yeah, we can pin it on intimacy. That breaks up. It's usually because of those differences that the woman doesn't understand the way the man's communicating. The man is not communicating or the man is man is communicating in a way that the woman doesn't get. And the man's thinking she's not understanding her either. So there's all these miscommunications that happen because people aren't understanding that there are major differences and we do need to pay attention to that in marriage and learn about it and come together because mm-hmm. we can avoid so many divorces yeah. if yeah. we just learn about these differences. Yes, Amen. instead of rejecting it and saying that it's not a thing right. and saying that it's a social construct. Right. Because it at the end, whatever it is, it's real and it's happening every day. And by and by, you know, negating it and saying that it's offensive. You're okay, great. Let's let's not, everyone will get divorced then. Yeah. All right, have fun, have fun letting your marriage crumble. Yeah. All right, you want you don't want to sorry, Jessica. Yeah, marriage is work. Uh, <laughs> any religion, ethnicity, like it's all yeah. it's all the same work. This so winds me up so much. I know. Woo! You mean like when people give up too soon, you're saying and not putting in I think more yeah. the the whole like the 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 just people society just being like oh, the male, it's a socially constructed uh, thing. Yeah. And like women, it's because just because we deal with the, such stark differences every single day. Right. Obviously, I'm generalizing because not every single man thinks in the same way and not every single woman thinks in the same way. But biologically, men have testosterone, which is going to give them different hormonal surges, mm-hmm. which then will change their behavioral it just changes their behavior. Like, because they have such a high level of testosterone, Agreed. their behavior is therefore different than women who have estrogen and progesterone. Therefore, their biological, the, the, their makeup is different and the way that they're expressing themselves mm. is very different. So for me, it's just a peeve thing. It's like, it winds me up when when we're in this society that's just trying to, to, to make everybody like, in the same destroy gender and I'm like oh my gosh like no like it because I think that's really dangerous I think that's really dangerous for society to to go down that path and we yeah like as matchmakers it's like this is 
oh my gosh, it's what we deal with. Every and you're going to love this point, but like that so many women come to me because they love that like alpha male Israeli type. And if you want to destroy him, you know, like that's what you're attracted to. You're attracted to that alpha male, like taking charge, having a different brain than you. So, you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, I want him to have a brain more like me because then you're not going to be attracted to him as much, ladies. Absolutely. (laughs) Jessica, that is such a struggle that I I want to just pin on that for just a second because yes, a part of the Israeli culture is that kind of alpha. Machismo alpha. Mm -hmm. Taking charge. That's why I was drawn to them. Now, sometimes the guys like that can be jerks too. And you go, so you got to weed out, but like, you know, that, that, like, that's what we like. So, and that's in the culture. That's in the, that's in the Mediterranean sea there (laughs) to be like that. (laughs) It's just there. It's in the water. It is. When Conan O'Brien did the visiting Israel um, thing in, in 27, Oh my god! He's like, why are you Israelis the most attractive people ever? And he goes, here's attractive Israeli number one thousand five hundred twenty-three. Oh, you guys have to watch it. And then, and then one looked like Tom Cruise, and he's like, look at the camera and say, you had me at Shalom. It's, it's the funniest thing. Look that, on YouTube, Conan O'Brien in Israel. That's yeah. is amazing, Jessica. No, it's yeah. so true. We get a lot of a lot of women, and it's this is a topic that we have touched on a few times here. I think pr- pretty much every episode we talk about. Just like we get a lot of, as in matchmaking, we get a lot of successful women. Yeah. Because the people that can afford to hire a matchmaker are women who are at this awesome level in their careers. I literally today told a woman, like, because we told her, I told her the price point, which is also on our website. Um, But I told her, you know, it begins, you know, for priority membership, it begins at 10,000. And she kind of got Mm -hmm. like, but she also gave me a list of like, it was like 10 pages long of what she's looking for. Yeah, each um, page costs a thousand. Yeah, exactly. All right, <laughs> that's no how we get to ten. <laughs> exactly, that's how we get to ten. But she just was like so shell shocked by the price. But that's also like that's when you're working with a matchmaker. I I literally had to say to her like this is maybe not the best fit for you right now in your life, but maybe in a couple of years it might be a better fit. But anyway, back to the whole thing. Like we get a lot of successful women there, but those same women the quote-unquote alpha women and something that I we've experienced those women come in and they're like I just want a guy that just takes control they want alpha men so it's this reconciling of the of that right like Christina yeah like you can't have like, like, like the male, um, doesn't want, he doesn't want to date a clone of himself. He wants someone softer and feminine, you know? So if you want that guy, he's not necessarily looking for you. Were you going to say something about it too? Yeah. And we, we keep getting quotes on our, so we have a, a YouTube video, why the most successful women are single. So you guys, you can mm. pause this episode. Actually, well, you can listen, watch it after, but it's on our YouTube channel, the matchmakers in the city YouTube channel. And it's called why the most successful women are single mm-hmm. to be honest we 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 really break it down but the comments are all from men and they're all saying they mm. use high this word high, high value. value men are looking high value six figure men i literally like vomit like you know i can't stand those, I'm sorry, sorry guys, uh, I'm sorry. For uh, like the guys comment, so if you want a high value man. If you want a high value man, they say 
high value men don't care. Okay, and I what don't think, think this is bad. Yeah, they. I don't. I think this is right. They they say they, we don't care what you make. A high value man doesn't care if you work at as a barista at Starbucks or if you're the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. They are look. This is literally a quote from a comment that we got. They're looking for kind, warm, pretty, beautiful, and nice. Yeah, that's what they want. Amen. That's, that's what, they, what they want. That's what they tell me too. And I mean, yeah. they also one douchebag said that find an eighteen. We, they want eighteen-year-olds. If you're over eighteen, you're eighteen. Too old. Disgusting. I'm like, okay. can you? I'm, I'm that's not, too young. I commented <laughs> back. I'm like, that makes me sad or something. Look, I have. And then who's douchey? What makes you sad? It's reality. <laughs> you're a you're a predator. You're exactly. a child predator. That is eighteen. I couldn't believe. I can't believe you said eighteen. So like, I have many clients that go like, it makes me a bit uncomfortable if they're over thirty five. I'm like, really? It yeah. makes you uncomfortable. She's not a grandmother. Yeah. This is this is the age appropriate woman for you. Because I'm like, let me ask you a question. Is this she would be perfect for you if she was thirty three? Like what change because of three more years, you know? Yeah. And like you can afford the treatments, you know. For, God forbid if you need the fertility treatments, like you'll make it work. I keep telling. I have this with many of my male clients right now and I keep telling them you want the right it's so hard to get the right level of Judaism we'll bring it back to Judaism the right level of Judaism practice and that they'll move to your location Mm -hmm. especially if you're in an undesirable location and that they're attracted to you physically and you're attracted to them and they're a good person and and if you wanted the same ethnic ethnic Jewish background as well so then you're going to also say I have to get the age exactly right like I can't control that we're matchmakers not magicians so we can't get everything on the list we'll get as close as we can so if that's the only thing was those because you don't know I might find you a 32 year old and then she's not fertile down the line are you going to come blame me like you know so then the clients are like okay you have a point so I'm like it's the right partner that will stand the test of time and you will figure out how to bring children into your life Jessica that's so beautiful because I think one battle that we just don't even fight with the male clients is the age thing like if they say we don't push back if they say I want under you know under 32 we're pretty just give them what they want we give them Mm. what they want and it's it's something I I think as matchmakers it is something that I kind of struggle with with the superficiality because I'm not gonna lie and say that oh we don't you know we're not a superficial we if when we're working for a male client and he wants a model quality we're gonna find him a a Mm. stunner Mm. You know, a stunning, like, that's what we do. But it's, I do, it's like this kind of internal battle for me because I, Mm. a part of me is like, look with the eyes of a heart. But then the other part of me is like, well, they did hire us. And I, so I'm still trying to reconcile it. But yeah, Mm. the one thing we, we, we haven't pushed back on, unless it's literally a celebrity, stunning, beautiful, amazing person. And we'll just be like, hey, she's literally a model or whatever Mm. perfect but she's two years above your ideal are you open to it Ah, okay but Mm. i mean they listen that that said to our past clients or current clients you're missing out if you you're missing out on some mature because a lot of times also the men in their 30s are looking for women in their late 20s and maybe early 30s but the thing is a lot of women don't mature and they don't want marriage and kids until Mm -hmm. after 28 or 29 Mm -hmm. I know for me and for a lot of the women that I've date coached usually at 28 and 29 that's when something clicks and they start to say, okay, I actually am looking for, I'm 
now dating with the intention of marriage. Right. And then maybe not having the kids until like 33 these days. We've just, everything has aged older in in the recent years. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, but, but I definitely know that a lot of women in their 30s, they're more exactly at that mental level of being like, I am ready for marriage. I am ready for children. But the men in their 30s, it's just so that that's why we get a 30s woman most of her matches will be in their 40s. Right. It's the same thing for me. It's yeah. exactly the same. Or late 30s or 40s, no, depending. I think depends. It depends, but sometimes earlier 30s, because yeah. there are some great early 30s guys that are open. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the male clients that we tend to get, right? What do you think, Chris? Because they hire you because they want a certain age or a certain look. Yeah. So that, but the only reason I'm able to push back on age maybe more than you guys is because I have people in who need the match to relocate to them. You know, yes. the different cities. And so it's like, if you yes. want them to relocate, I can't guarantee the age. Because yeah. once a woman hits 35 and didn't have kids yet, I mean, the, the the pressure clock starts ticking in your head. So they're more willing to move. Because it's yeah. like, if I didn't meet him in this city by now, I'm willing. Yes. That's why I can push back on age. Because I can get you someone beautiful and willing to move. I maybe can't get you that exact age that you want. And the religious level. Let's oh, not forget. And that's yeah. how we started our conversation. Yes. If you want the religious yes. level as well. And the Jewish. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it just some things that I wanted to pull to pull out from what we've all been speaking about is even with our members, they they come to us because they especially if they're into it, they may not even be into their faith, but they want someone who's Jewish and we respect that and we honor that and we will match them with that. They may be dating other people who are non-Jewish on their own, <laughs> on the they, side. Yeah. but they hate us. They're hiring us because they want to be with a Jewish per- partner. So that's one thing. The second thing is Jessica was bringing up that a lot of times marriages can be seen as disposable nowadays. Mm-hmm. She didn't think use that word. Yes, I did mean that. Working yeah. on marriage, it's it's just thrown away because oh yeah, there's I can just pay another math maker <laughs> right. swipe yeah. another swipe. This was my starter marriage. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> and it's this this just and we think that it's monogamy, but it's actually not. If you just cycle through marriage, yeah, you might be married to one person at a time, but you're going through many people. So that's an, another theme that we want to bring out of of just knowing that marriage takes work and whoever you're being matched with, that you're going to have to make it work with that mm-hmm. person. Love is a choice. So you choose so to love that person well every day. And the other, the third little thing that I want to say, and then I'm going to bring it to the long, we're going to bring it back to the long distance dating. But the third little thing was trusting your matchmakers. We've been doing this for a long time. We know. Trust thy matchmaker. It's one of the missing 10 commandments. (laughs) We're adding it. We got to hit up Moses. Yes. I think you should title this episode, Trust Thy Matchmaker. Trust Thy Matchmaker. For the Christians, Catholics, and the Jews. That's great. That's great, Jessica. But we, as you can see, we've been doing this for many, many years. We know if, if you inhibit us, you're going to be less likely to meet your soulmate. That's mm-hmm. just how it works. If you give us these requirements, it's going to be make your life harder. And it may take a lot longer for you to meet the right person because you're going to just have to deal with the rejection of the people who you thought you wanted, who we already knew weren't going to, might not it. go for it, even though you're telling us you need this. So trust us. Exactly, we'll because you. that's so true. A lot of times somebody could think, oh, this is the type of person that I want, but that type of person maybe 
won't like you. Right. And we try to screen for that as much yeah. as possible, but there are certain yeah. things that we can't change human nature, as all Sandra likes to say, yeah. right? I'm, yeah, it's you, true. You no, can't change me as much as you want, exactly. but I can't We're not change. Magicians. No, yeah, yeah. Right. with like flaky girls or something. Right. I think that that was my the thing. hot to crazy scale or the hot to oh, flaky scale. Hot like the hotter you want, and in a desirable city like LA, they have more options and they can be flaky because they could get a better date on an app or from a friend or being out. And COVID did force us all to slow down and have to focus a bit. I just wanted to say one thing about um, because. Because my people are dating long distance, they do have to have more patience. And so they have to be less disposable. It's okay. they, like forced them to sort of because yes. they ran out of people to swipe on the J swipe. And um, so that's been like like super helpful. It's funny. I messaged with a guy, yes, a potential uh, lead. And, and he's like, are you the human Tinder? I said, no, the human J swipe because my name is Jessica and it's Jewish. And anyway, oh. but, but like the human one, we make you focus. I don't like I don't even want to compare us to the apps because we're trying to make you not just swipe. It's the or, opposite. So yeah. We, we, yeah, we are the, I am the opposite of the human J swipe in a way. Yeah. So my clients do focus when I give them someone. Cause I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to find you someone else again, this pretty and smart who's willing to move. So I kind of like, I can get that. I can force them to focus based on that. It's true that it's harder to find, mm-hmm. you know, but that's why, um, yeah, that, that's why the, the, the bigger cities, but it's, I, I was about to say the bigger cities maybe don't hire me as much, but it's not true. Cause I do get a lot of New York and LA, yeah, but you know, so yeah. it just as you age, you feel, and if you went to every Jewish event in New York and LA, yeah. you feel like you're out of people there. So those yeah. people hire me as well. And when they just need more TLC type people that need like more handholding cause they've never been a serious relationship before. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. So now let's talk a little more about long distance dating and some of the pitfalls that can come in. I'm, I just want to bring up a story that yeah. I was just recently date coaching one of our bachelorettes and we'll call her Sarah for there we go. This right. Sarah, podcast. nice biblical name. Yep. Yep. Generic <laughs> biblical name. Yes. And Old Testament, New but, Testament. But I have a Sarah on my team. So shout out to my Sarah, oh, who's yeah. also a dating coach who's married. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> So Jessica mentioned that because we had lockdowns for a year, a lot of people, even if they were in the same state or city, were dating like it was long distance. And this bachelorette, she's a date coaching client of mine. She met this man on an app and things were going great, but they were both being very COVID observant. Yes. To use another. Yeah, Jessica about you all the time. We always... The COVID observance level. If you didn't have enough things I had to look out for, now i got to add that to the list. Thanks a lot. (laughs) In my Jewish mother's voice, I'm channeling. Jessica, it's so true. It's so true. As if our jobs weren't hard enough. Let's add the COVID observance. Don't you dare take that mask off in front of me. Oh, Oh, did your nose just peek out? Are you kidding me? Stay away. (laughs) I wasn't comfortable with indoor dining, but I did it anyway. I did it for you. I did it because it was raining. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so they were being very just just FaceTiming, Skyping, mm-hmm. and doing the long distance dating, even though they were in very close proximity, could have yeah. in the same city, yeah. Could have seen each other very easily. They were doing this and this lasted for a few months. Wow. And then wow. finally, I think one of them got vaccinated or they both got vaccinated and they said, Okay, it's time to Yeah. <laughs> So th- there's so much buildup. Oh god, so much. I hope build the story up. ends well. <laughs> they meet at the at the place, and the she told me it's for her. It seemed like you know, it was an okay, good date. She was nervous. They it's, it's they both seemed a little nervous, mm-hmm. 
But then she got home and he said to her that he just didn't feel it. I, <gasps> I, and I deal this with is this a every woman day. who's you know in hit thirty, ready to ready, you know, she's out of her twenties. It's time so if she sad. wants to have family, if she wants to have children, that she's starting to think about those things and that was a months of her life. life. Yeah, invested in him. Solid six and months. He wouldn't even give her a second date from there. That so. is terrible, oh Christina. And I just want to say because this, so even before COVID, when the when um I was matching them long distance, I'm like, you cannot go more than um, four to six weeks without meeting. So because I I had a, a client fly around to different cities during the coronavirus as well, and he tried to make it as fast as possible, even though it was COVID. So like he gets a gold star. A if he's super like, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> I know people. We're kidding. I know the women could argue that, but like at least, but the women we made the dates work, and like thank goodness, like one of them was a long build up, and so the same thing happened, and they didn't continue. So that's really sad, especially because he flew in, and the other ones at least he went. Then COVID, it was like a little bit later in the coronavirus, so um, he was able to meet them quicker, and like at least like it was like rip off the band aid, like I mean like go meet, you know, and like don't like drag this on, and like so that's so sad because they were in the same city, so it's almost like more upset. You know, and like, and they were both being COVID observant and like looking forward to like, like I did everything right and I vaccinated and I waited for you. So like really guys, now things are open. Don't go more than, than six weeks with this long distance dating because especially women, we get, we're more sensitive. We get more invested and our clocks are more sensitive. And so it's just like, guys, please don't do that to women if you're matching with them and, and, and and you know, you can't meet them for six weeks, like meet as soon as possible in person. I think that's great advice, Jessica. It's great advice. And it's one thing if you're dating long distance because of a specific religious requirement for yourself or you want to date Jewish, you only want to date Catholic, you only want to date Protestant, whatever Muslim. it is, that yeah. only want to date Muslim, that makes more sense. But if you are, if that, that's not even a, a question, then it's going to be a lot easier for the person to dispose of you, unfortunately. Right. Because there isn't right. even that tie of, oh... But I found someone the same religion. I want to keep them or the same political right. affiliation. But like, if it, if there, if you didn't have that tying you, it's much easier to dispose of, you know, because right. you think you have more options, especially in a big city if they were in Los Angeles. And I just want to um, give the advice that like mo- a lot of my clients that were in the same city but were acting long distance, it was only like it, at the most three FaceTimes, and then they met in person. That's they might have kept the mask on the whole time and not and just took a walk. But like at least you know you you, you rip off the bandaid, you figure it out if it's gonna work, you totally. know. So yeah. and I think also people are attracted to keeping it going. Yes, they are. They're because, addicted to that. Yeah, and not meeting up because they like this. It's easier when you're not in person to build yes. up this image of who the person is. Yes, and this this I guess castle in the sky of what your life together would be like, and then. They don't want to get rid of that. So that is a temptation. Because <laughs> totally. when you meet in person, the castle can go crumbling down. It's yeah. the same thing as like you build up your favorite celebrity and you meet them in person and they weren't nice. Right. Like that there. Can, yes. That can be so traumatizing. Yes. Exactly. I think we're so talking it, about the same person. <laughs> exactly. 
that. So I love that's a great analogy. And then uh, completely, like it's so sad when my clients do travel for each other as well, and then it's not going to work out. But at least like you only waited the four weeks, and maybe you, you, you yeah. when you guys do travel to a different state or city, plan yeah. other things to do, or yes. if you have friends there, so you yes. can think of it as an experience. I've gone through this too, and you girls yes. know that because I have traveled for people, and then it didn't work out. But at least I got, um, I saw friends, or I got business done, or I went to a new place, some museum, a park, a whatever. Like I had an experience. So and my, so you. You need to go and give yourself a fun experience and like it's a vacation and if it works out with this person great and if not I had a great experience in this city and um like you said oh it reminded me of that movie her or she with Joaquin Phoenix if you guys never saw it it's amazing yeah. he falls in love with um like his Siri like through his computer oh. who's Scarlett Johansson's voice how could you not fall in love but he builds it up and then like then you have to get like a surrogate body to come to your house. It, it takes place like in the future. It's very, you guys would love this movie. And so it. it wasn't like the same in person. Like, you know, like they have this like super loving relationship, just him talking to the, I think it's like, like sometimes it switches to his phone and sometimes he puts it in the computer and he can make her appear wherever he wants. But that's like the direction we're going, that it could become like these virtual reality relationships, but like nothing is going to replace human interaction. Yeah. So even when we can hologram date, you know, mm-hmm. like you might be able to say, Oh, well, I can see the real body that way, but like, it's still not going to replace yeah. in person hands down. And oh, so yes, God, they God. built this up like in that movie, you know, and yes. there was a castle in the sky and it came crumbling. Unfortunately. Yeah. And you know what? I also mm-hmm. think, that that's why um that's another reason why like situationships Uh. and are so difficult to get over for a lot of women and a lot of men so a lot of times I date coach women who are still hung up on a guy that they didn't even it wasn't even an ex-boyfriend yeah it was just a guy that they went on a couple dates with and then they just built it up in their minds so yeah. much and then they stopped dating and they, they just were like, I'm done dating, I'm not dating. But that's also why I so encourage that once a relationship or situationship ends, it's so important to get back out there in a reasonable amount of time and to not wallow in it too long. Mm-hmm. Because if you wallow in it too long, it's that castle in the sky and then it's, it's just so traumatizing it is, right because it yeah traumatizing. It, especially if the other person ends it yeah that you're still thinking they're perfect because you barely spend any yeah. time with them in person yeah and like in their in their mind they've built it up so much and i think that mm. women and especially yeah, a bit younger women tend to have this but even women of any kind when you're dating you do that you can you do build that them up. yeah you build it's a them fantasy up. Mm-hmm. so anyway jessica we are just we're so honored to have had you here today where can all of our listeners find you thank you so much for having me this was a pure delight i hope to be back yes. um you can find me on my website fast pass to love so it's f-a-s-s and then space p-a-s-s to love.com well in the as, as a website it's all one thing but yes. if you were googling me you put spaces in and it comes <laughs> it comes from the disneyland fast pass like so cutting good. the line to love because my last name is fast and in college i got nicknamed fast pass so just think oh, of the fast pass at disneyland and uh, for my fast talking and mind but it could be for other reasons but no not those <laughs> 
I know Allie would like that joke, but I'm glad I got Christina to look crack up at it too. But you cut, know, just, you, 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 you cut the line to love uh, and go to the front of the line with me and I collaborate with the sisters and we do amazing work together. Between all of us, we can all help you. And sometimes like you have to match your matchmaker. So if none of us are, are your match, we will find for you. Yeah, uh, right and we actually, maker. we just did two matches together. Yes, One we of did. which was amazing. Yay, I didn't get to talk about that one yet. Wonderfully. Yay. The other one Not was so much, fine. But was fine, but it was fine. It they was just weren't a match. Lovely but lovely Jewish people. Yeah, that should have met, and they're just not a match. Yeah. Young people. Yes. Successful. Yeah, I love, right. I love working with the Contis, and I had I so much it. fun. Yes. And uh, we're going to all help you cut to the front of the line to love together. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jessica, and we'll, we'll see you guys. We'll talk to you guys all soon. much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.